When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Welcome back. Or if this is your first time joining us, welcome to In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. And uh, I want to thank you for taking uh, an hour of your precious, valuable time out to, to sit still and listen and to contemplate recovery with me. Our show is, it's going to go quick if you stick around. Our show is a very simple format. Uh, we're going to start out uh, our first segment by illuminating um, recovery and those in recovery and those thinking about recovery. And then our middle two segments of our show, we're going to talk about a subject. And our subject today is sponsorship and completing the 12 steps with another person. And then we're going to finish up our show um, trying to find the true north of our, of our compass and trying to use our imagination to assist us while staying in the present moment to assist us in, in finding our direction so we can move forward and, and try to, to find some peace or if we have found peace through recovery, try to maintain that peace. But here we are today. I told you our subject is going to be on sponsorship and the 12 steps. <clears throat> and my message really is to, to everyone who is in recovery or is thinking about recovery or knows someone in recovery or is praying for somebody to get into recovery. You know, our message is very simple that uh, you or he or she may be suffering from an illness which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And that's what our, our show is going to be about today. We're going to be using a couple of publications that are very popular in recovery. One is going to be the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous and its sister publication, The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. But don't be discouraged or turned off if you hear the word Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to be using these two publications as a point of reference um, for some timeless and universal wisdom that has an application not only to alcoholics and alcoholism, but to people who are suffering from any addiction, whether it be drugs or gambling or food or sex or rage. Anybody who's acting out may be suffering from an illness, which only a spiritual experience will conquer. In our show, in this moment, we are going to touch on a very sensitive subject. We're going to talk about God. And um, God can be a little a little delicate for people, but, you know, we do have euphemisms in Alcoholics Anonymous for God. If you, if you find the G word disturbing, um, we use terms like higher power. We use terms like providence. We use terms like a power greater than ourselves. So don't be turned off by, by the God particle. Um, God, as I've mentioned before in other previous programs, um, God is just a, it's an imagination of a power greater than ourselves. And it can take on many, many different uh, terms. 
Uh, many religions refer to God differently. Yahweh, Allah, Hari, Vishnu. So please keep an open mind for, for our program because we are going to be talking about recovery recovery, and, uh, and the God particle. And who am I? I'm Toby C. I live here in the Palm Springs area, and I'm just like you. I'm just a person who uh, was consumed by self and self-will run riot. I was an expert at uh, survival, and um, I woke up every morning like it was another episode of Survivor. And I have overcome a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And part of my recovery, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of doing the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous, is I try to carry a message to other alcoholics and other people who are suffering. And that's what I do here. I do, that's what I do in recovery. I have a home group that I attend six days a week. It's at 7 a.m. in one of our local cities here in the Coachella Valley. And I never miss an episode, I call it. I never miss an episode of my home group AA meeting. It's at 7 a.m. I, I love starting the day out with recovery. And I try to share uh, as frequent as possible. I try to share every meeting. They have a buzzer that goes off after three minutes for people just like me. I, I love it. My favorite subjects happen to be recovery and codependency and God, not necessarily in that order. And one of the reasons why my favorite subjects or my favorite subject happens to be recovery and codependency and God is from working with others. And that is precisely what we're going to be talking about today. Sponsorship is so much about working with others. And the essence of sponsorship for me, my experience, and we're going to get into it in our, in our, in our middle segments of our show, but sponsorship for me was all about learning how to pay attention to another person. In Alcoholics Anonymous, uh, which is the mother of all 12-step programs, by the way, and we are going to be talking about Alcoholics Anonymous because, again, we're going to be using their, their books as a point of reference. But while Alcoholics Anonymous is the genesis of, of the 12-step program, as we understand it, I have come to learn that there's over 200 12-step programs worldwide now that deal with every imaginable malady and ailment you can think of. Um, but it all started out with alcohol. I think another word for alcohol is spirit, spirits. And, um, and again, the wisdom uh, is timeless and universal. So don't be turned off by the alcoholic or the alcoholism message. But um, that's where we're going with this today. And so much of our show today is we're not going to be referencing um, scripture, if you will, out of the big book of the 12 and 12, as much as we're going to be looking at a pamphlet that's uh, their Alcoholics Anonymous, their general service um, conference has a lot of approved literature. And one of them happens to be questions and answers on sponsorship. And I'm going to be going through that with you today in great detail. Um, but before I do, I just, again, I want to tell you about my personal experiences in sponsorship. I have nine years coming up in March by the grace of God for a guy who was a career newcomer who could never, ever get recovery and get the program. 
and get on the beam. Um, this time around, I think what I did different, differently was I picked a home group. I stopped jumping around and I, and I picked a home group and I made myself a commitment that I'm going to be there at 6.55 a.m. every single morning, six days a week. And in the course of bonding and making a commitment to this home group, I was able to find somebody that I trusted. And this person that I trusted, he happens to be a bird watcher, which is dynamically the total opposite of what Toby is. Toby's a maniac. I found somebody who is my polar opposite, who was calm, and I trusted him. And this man took me through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. He paid attention to me. This man showed me something called unconditional love. And, and I learned a great lesson from this man, that recovery and sponsorship is so much about paying attention to another person. Love and tolerance of others is our code. Love, I've come to learn, is merely paying attention to another person that your DNA or a paycheck or your ego is not attached to. It's called unconditional love. And it's been a wonderful experience. And I'm going to share more about that in a little bit. But I have to tell you that coming up on nine years, only in the past two years have I really started to practice this intensive 12-step work. And I so wish I would have started to practice it earlier on in my sobriety in this run. Um, maybe my tra trajectory wouldn't have turned out any differently, but I think I would have had the experience and the joy uh, of, of the conversion, of witnessing and participating in the conversion of another suffering soul. And, and it's, it's magical. There's absolutely nothing like witnessing uh, the, the phenomenon and the change of a person's spirit and their soul calming down. It's an experience you must not miss. So again, for this next hour, for our remaining show, I'm going to try to stay calm and stay objective and stay on subject. And our subject, again, is sponsorship and work in the 12 steps with another person. I'm going to try not to get overly excited or enthusiastic, although it is one of my favorite subjects in recovery because uh, I've experienced the joy that comes with it. And I want to share that with you today. And um, I'm going to try to talk to you, the listener, because I have to remember that this is our program. This is yours and my program. And while I'm going to try not to lecture you, I'm going to try to talk to you and give you some words of encouragement and love. So stay tuned. We'll be right back for more In This Moment with Toby C. If you enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C., then please visit us at itmtoby.com. moment with Toby C continues now on iHub Radio. Hey, 
We're going to be talking about a very important subject when it comes to recovery today. We're going to be talking about sponsorship and working with others. And I'm telling you, my friend, this is the nectar of recovery, so please pay attention. It is so critically important, this concept of working with others. Let me back up to the genesis of Alcoholics Anonymous, if I may, which is where the 12-step program was created. Alcoholics Anonymous, they're the actual birthday, the start date of Alcoholics Anonymous, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm sure you'll, you'll email me, is June 10th of 1935. And this is the day that a doctor in Akron, Ohio got sober. His name is Dr. Robert Holbrook Smith, fondly referred to as Dr. Bob in the annals of AA. Um, his friend and associate, a stockbroker from New York City, was Bill Wilson. And Bill Wilson was the first person in Alcoholics Anonymous to get sober. But the birthday of our society was not the day that Bill Wilson got sober. It was the day that Bill Wilson assisted in Dr. Bob getting sober. And this is really important. And I want to bring up an important point. My sponsor, you know, bless his soul, he reminded me that there's a difference between an AA member and a newcomer. A newcomer is someone who has not fully conceded to their innermost self that they have a problem. This is a person who's still wrestling with denial, bouncing in and out of the program. An AA member is someone who has finally decided to stop fighting for the moment and to settle down and to get a sponsor and a clean house in order to fit themselves to be helpful to others. And the moment that person fits themselves and starts being helpful to others, that's their true sober date. The day a person stops drinking and using is not necessarily their sober date, according to my sponsor. The day they fit themselves and they start becoming useful and helpful and working with others in many of its various forms, that's the person's sober date. And to me, that makes no makes so much sense. And don't forget, working with others can take so many different forms. It's about service work. It's one of the it's one of the three triads of our fellowship, service and unity and recovery. But today we're going to be talking about sponsorship. This is the type of service work we're going to be talking about today, and it's about working with another person. <clears throat> I've worked, I've worked with, other, with, with other men who have had a considerable amount of time in recovery and they just still didn't feel sober. They were, they were referred to as a dry drunk and I've been there before. And it was interesting, they asked if I would do the, the exercises, these spiritual exercises called the 12 steps with them. And it didn't make sense to really start at step one with these men who had decades of sobriety. <clears throat> So what we did was we went right to chapter seven, working with others. And that made all the sense in the world. Because how often so many of us, we trust God and we clean house, but we fail to work with others. I've often heard it said that, you know, the promises do come true in recovery in Alcoholics Anonymous and any 12-step program if you really work them and apply 
yourself and let God work through you after cleaning house. So many promises or blessings come true for us. And I've heard it said that the things we get back are often the things that take us out. We forget that there's one thing more we need to do. Once we've calmed down and once we've cleaned house, some of us, including yours truly, need to remember to honor our agreement. I made an agreement with my creator. And my agreement was if you restore me to sanity and if you restore me to health and if you, if you help me to commence to outgrow fear and if you help eliminate shame from my life, I'm going to honor you. That's my agreement that I made with my creator. I'm going to honor you. And the simplest way that I can honor and uphold my end of the agreement is simply by to turn my focus and my attention and spend time with another person doing spiritual exercises. <clears throat> These spiritual exercises are the, they're the proper use of the imagination. You know, it's pointing our imagination toward the right objectives. When two people are sitting in a room together and they're reading the big book or the 12 and 12 on a particular step and pausing after each page and contemplating what's been read and discussing it, it is such an incredibly powerful experience. That's been my experience. I've experienced God actually in the room with us when we're talking about spiritual principles and we're talking about recovery and we're talking about suffering and we're talking about overcoming temptation and being delivered from evil. I do experience the God of my understanding in the room. It's an incredible, incredible, powerful experience. Let me tell you something else that I've been doing different lately this past time around. There's a part in the big book and I'll, I'll, Read it to you right here. It says, Practical experience shows that nothing will so ensure immunity from drinking as intensive work with other alcoholics. Intensive work with other alcoholics. Here's what I started doing about two years ago. I decided that intensive work with another alcoholic is to meet with this person as frequent as possible and as long as possible during each meeting in order to get this person through the 12 steps, to get them out of no man's land and to get them to the other side. And what I do after I qualify my prospect and make sure that they really want to stop drinking is we get our calendars out and we mark down in our calendars how frequent we can meet. And certainly, I know that, and it starts with me as the sponsor, I need to let my prospect know that I'm there for them and I want to make them a commitment. And I'll do anything I can and move my schedule around to accommodate them, but I need them to make a commitment. And I got to tell you, I got this thing down to 21 sessions. I can get somebody in 21 two-hour sessions, I can get somebody from absolutely knowing nothing about recovery all the way to the very end to the end of the 12th step. I can get them into no man's land and I can get them out of no man's land in one fell swoop. It's an exciting experience. I'm going to explain more about this when we return, but 
It's about making the commitment. When we return, I'm going to get into the, the pamphlet on questions and answers about sponsorship. And a lot of these suggestions they make uh, certainly um, are very helpful. And, and it's a critical roadmap in working with others. So many of us, including yours truly, you know, we start off and we don't work with others properly, but at least I tried. And remember, my friends, it's progress, not perfection. And we got to practice, practice. Don't be afraid to practice with somebody. When I come back, we're going to talk about how to practice working intensely with another suffering person in order to get them out of no man's land and get them to the other side. It's going to be beautiful. We'll be right back. moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. Okay, what a wonderful subject we're talking about today. We're talking about sponsorship. We're talking about doing the 12 steps with another man or another woman. And, and this is where the rubber hits the road. I'm telling you, if you have been in and out of rehab and can't seem to get it, or if you know someone who's been in and out of rehab and they can't seem to get it, or if you know somebody who should be in rehab because they just can't seem to get it, you know what maybe they're not getting? They're not getting the fact that at some point they need to start turning their attention outward instead of inward. That's what they're not getting. And I'm here to tell you, if you've been in recovery and you're scrambling from one sponsor to another and you've done the 12 steps and you've been in meetings and you've walked the walk and you've talked the talk and it ain't happening for you, I'm here to tell you that maybe you need to start working with others. I'd like to suggest that maybe you don't need a sponsor anymore. Maybe you need to become a sponsor for somebody. That's where the deal, that's where it happens. So many of us, including yours truly, I didn't get the memo. I did not get the memo when I came into recovery. I thought recovery was just to get the heat off and, and uh, you know, so I could drink normally. No, no. What happened was I came into recovery finally in order to fit myself to be of maximum service to those about me. I'll repeat, my real purpose in life is to fit myself to be of maximum service to those about me. And I discovered a God of my understanding. And when I serve and when I pay attention to another man or woman, it's a form of serving and paying attention to the God of my understanding. It is that simple. Let me tell you, one of your first duties as a sponsor is going to be with your prospect. And, and if you need any roadmap on sponsorship, I encourage you to please read Chapter 7, Working with Others, over and over 
and over again. And one of your first tasks is before you dedicate all of your valuable time working with this man or woman is you need to find out if they really have the desire to stop drinking. If they don't have the desire to stop drinking, if it's just not there, you may have to let them go. You may have to, despite all of your fear of this person dying or ending up in prison or hurting other people, you may have to turn your back on this person. I'm not talking about avoiding or ignoring this person, but I'm talking about being reluctant to invest your valuable, precious time with this person. Why? Because the big book tells us you may be depriving another person of this time and this recovery in doing so. But I'll tell you, suppose you do find the prospect and they're absolutely, utterly desperate to get this monkey off their back. Here's the first thing you've got to do. And I love it. It's in the 12 and 12 on step one, page 23. You ready? It was then discovered that when one alcoholic had planted in the mind of another the true nature of his malady, that person could never be the same again. So your mission is to make sure that your prospect in working step one with your prospect really has conceded to their innermost self that they are truly an alcoholic. And that's done somewhere in the first 40 some odd pages, including the Roman numerals of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. But it is so critically important. And if they have any inkling that they may still have their alcoholism and their alcohol abuse under control, take them to chapter three, more about alcoholism. Read chapter three, more about alcoholism. And if they still can't quite get it, then take them back to Bill's story or the doctor's opinion or there is a solution. But your mission is to not tell your prospects something that they've heard countless times from doctors and physicians and family. They don't need to hear from you that they're an alcoholic or that they've got a problem. They need to decide it upon themselves. And once that person decides it upon themselves that they have a problem... Once that idea has been planted in their mind, the true nature of their malady, that person can never be the same again. It's like they've slipped through a trap door. They've slipped through a trap door and they can't get back to where they just slipped from. And the trap door on one side is the big illusion. And by getting them to concede to their innermost self that they have a problem, they slip through this trap door into the great reality. So they move from the big illusion into the great reality. And then they're stuck. And they're they're stuck. And so many of us, including yours truly, we get stuck in this place called no man's land. I can't go back through the trap door to where I was when I was a junkie or a drunk or a gambling addict or just acting out. I can't do that. You know why? Because I have this acute awareness now. And if you're anything like yours truly, you know, Toby suffers from shame. 
And once I conceded to my innermost self that I had a problem, I was so overcome with shame and I was stuck. And so many of us, my friends, get stuck. We slip through this trap door and we can never go back. We're like men who have lost their legs. We never grow new ones. It's over. And your mission, my friend, as a sponsor is to grab a hold of that prospect and get them out of no man's land and get them to the other side. You know, the metaphor of the stormy sea, you know, you know, we're all drowning in this stormy sea. Even if you can't imagine yourself being worthy to sponsor a person, okay, you still have the ability to encourage this person to get better. Even if you don't believe you're capable of getting better yourself, just your encouragement and your time with another person is going to be immensely helpful. And you're going to encourage this person to get to the other side. And in doing so, by spending time with this person and encouraging this person to get to the other side, you're going to get to the other side yourself. You're going to be there. It's beautiful. It's, it's what we do. We can't stay on the other side unless we grab a hold of people out of no man's land and we bring them to the other side. <clears throat> and as I mentioned earlier, you know, my, my step work lately has been so intense and I dig it. I like intense step work. I like the fact that I can, within three weeks, if I meet somebody every single day for a two-hour session, I can get somebody done with all of their step work within three weeks. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, you know, life will take on a new meaning. To watch people recover and to see them help others and to watch loneliness vanish and to see a fellowship grow up about you and to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. And I'm here to tell you, if you get a hold of a prospect and you really intensely work with them, like it talks about in the first page of chapter seven, working with others, this intensive work, you will experience, I promise you what I experience. you're going to witness an incredible transformation happening right before your eyes, a phenomena, a phenomena that, that doctors, therapists, and psychiatrists could not seem to accomplish. But you, my friend, and this is why you are so ready to become a sponsor, because of your experience, you are going to be uniquely helpful to another suffering person. You are going to succeed where all else failed. You can secure their confidence when others fail. You've got to remember they are very ill and you have a responsibility to get them to the other side. I tell all of my prospects lately, because I think I got this thing down. I think I got this thing down. This is when it's dangerous. It's when Toby thinks he's got it all down. And I tell my prospects, after I've qualified them first, and after we get our calendars out and we make a commitment to meet as frequent as possible for two-hour sessions, I look at my prospect in the eyes and I tell him, you know something? I know I can get you to the other side. I know that I can get you out of no man's land. All we have to have is your willingness and my cooperation and my willingness. 
and I know we can get you to the other side. I'll guarantee it. What I can't guarantee is you staying on the other side. And the name of the game is to stay away from shame and to stay on the other side. And the way we do that, my friends, is by working with another alcoholic. If you feel have you stalled in your program, maybe you are not doing the deal. Dr. Bob Smith, whose sobriety date is the birth date of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote a prescription. February 7th of 1937, he wrote a prescription because he's a doctor. And they framed and they copied this prescription. It's beautiful. And it was written out to all alcoholics. And what he did on the prescription, he wrote, please remember to do this. And he wrote down three things. One, trust God. Two, clean house. Three, help others. So simple. If you've trusted God and you've cleaned house and you're stalled out and you can't seem to get it, my friend, I'm here to tell you that maybe you're not applying yourself and working with others. I don't know about you, but when I work with others, when I pay attention to others, when I serve others, it's a form of honoring my creator, my creator who saved my butt. I should be, I should be dead. I should be institutionalized or hospitalized or in a wheelchair. I don't know why I'm still healthy. It's just God. He interceded and he saved me somehow. He said, you know, Toby, I have a purpose for you. You know, I have a purpose for you. You know, God will always forgive us our derelictions. But in no case does he render us white as snow and keep us that way without our cooperation. And I do believe that that my creator, you know, has forgiven me my derelictions. And I do know that he saved me for a purpose. And I do believe that despite my terrible, dark, ugly, pathetic, despicable past, I do believe that I can be rendered white as snow. And he, with a capital H, he will do that. And he continues to do that, provided that I cooperate. Pretty simple. You know, gang, I'm telling you, the 12-step program is a simple program. Keep it simple. But it's not easy. A lifetime, you know, geared towards self-centered behavior doesn't reverse itself overnight. And the big book tells us that. But, but we make spiritual progress, not perfection. So let's not be too hard on ourselves. We're going to be back momentarily. This is Toby C. in this moment. In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C. on iHub Radio. Boy, we just don't have enough time in our program today to hit all the highlights of such an important subject like sponsorship and working the 12 steps with another person. But um, I'm going to just share with you a few practical um, um, tips. I'm going to share with you my technique, if I may, because it seems to be working really well for me right now. And like I said, I've got this, I got this sponsorship thing down to 21 sessions and I give my sponsees two hours per session. And really what I like to do is uh, all the steps, all the steps 
are one session. They're, they're a one, they're a two hour session. With the exception of step one, if we have a newcomer that's really wrestling with uh, denial and can't, can't quite slip through that trap door and is still caught up in the big illusion, they may take a couple of sessions to, to read those various chapters in the beginning of the book I had discussed, okay? But all the remaining steps are one session steps with the exception of step four. Step four. There it is. Step four, um, I will usually... Step four is a six-session step for me. Six two-hour sessions is step four for me. And I'll tell you how those six sessions are broken down. The resentment inventory is broken down into four columns. And the first column is called the grudge list. And it says it right there on page 64. We, we, we populate our grudge list. We make a list of all persons, principles, and institutions with whom we are angry. And that's it. So I take an entire two-hour session with my prospect, and we generate a grudge list of people, principles, and institutions with whom they're angry. And I'll tell you, I have a little tool that I found on the Internet and you're welcome to find it as well. It's called a prompt sheet. And I've got this thing. It's And you'll find it. Just go, you know, AA four-step, you know, Google search it, and it'll come up. And it's a prompt sheet. And it's got like 100 different types of people, family members, institutions, and principles. And all I do there for two hours is I just pepper my prospect, you know, and stimulate their brain. And boom, they start writing it down, okay, in column one. The next session, column two. And it says right here in the big book, you know, real plain in black and white print, we set opposite each person our injuries. That's it. We take an entire two-hour session and we generate the injuries. And that sometimes that can take a couple of sessions, you know, having a person really relive what's going on. But as the sponsor, you've got to sit there and you've got to objectively reflect back what's going on and help them finish up that second column. The third column, the third session of the fourth step is what part of self was affected by this actor's behavior. We know who the person was. We know what they did. And now we're going to determine what part of self was affected. And what I do, again, I found this on the internet. It's a little prompt sheet. It's a menu. It's got six... Six or seven, I think it's got seven items on the menu for the prospect to select from when they're completing their third column. What part of self was affected? Was self-esteem affected? Was pride affected? Was pocketbook affected? Was personal relations with other people affected? Was ambition affected? Was emotional security affected? Or were your sexual relations affected? Okay, that's it. Two hours, writing down third column. And then in the fourth column of the resentment inventory, this is where the magic happens. And this is beautiful, man. And this might take a few sessions, but I sit there and I ask the prospect, was this person in column one well or not well? And invariably they say not well. And we know exactly what they did and we know what part of self was affected. And then I ask the prospect, did you do anything to mistreat this person who is not well? And then it happens. Then they start looking at it from an entirely different angle. 
You know, we start to see people in the world around us, many of whom who act out and harm us and hurt us and offend us as not being well. And once we can conclude that the actor in front of us who's attacking us is not well, we can calm down and we can see how can I be helpful to this sick person? But we have to acknowledge that we're capable of mistreating people who are not well. And that happens in the fourth column and it is beautiful. And if you don't know what you did to mistreat somebody who's not well, it's called living with unresolved difficulties. Not being able to live with unresolved difficulties. And that's how it's got to happen. You know, the fourth step resentment inventory is huge. It's very powerful. And one of the things we illuminate uh, in this inventory is how much we operate by fear. And the second inventory of the four-step inventories is a fear inventory. Once again, if you go on the internet, you can find this prompt sheet. And this prompt sheet's got a hundred different types of fear. And you can just sit there for two hours and pepper your prospect and help them do their fear inventory. And finally, there's the sex harm inventory of the four-step inventory. And uh, it's not about sex as much as it's about unhealthy, passive-aggressive relationships. And, and if you want to know who you've harmed, go to your grudge list in your fourth column and you can find out exactly who you harmed and you start to put together your sex harm inventory. And by the way, if you do a good job on your sex harm inventory in your fourth step, your eight step list is like 90% done. And the eight step is we made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. I'll tell you, you do an intensive 20, 20, you know, or 10 hour, 12 hour four step. By the time you get to the fifth step, it's like a 20 minute confirmation. You already know the exact nature of your wrongs. It's a no brainer. And then step six, we prepare to offer up all these defects to our creator. It's a preparation step. Step seven is we absolutely make this intimate, ceremonious offering of all of our defects, all of our defects to our creator ask them to remove them. The eighth and the ninth step, it's about, it's about giving ourselves a break. It's about healing and making peace and giving ourselves a break. And 10, 11, and 12 are the maintenance steps. And I don't have enough time to go through them today, but you get the gist. I'm here to tell you, my friend, you are ready to be a sponsor. You don't need to look around for a sponsor anymore. You have arrived. Get to work. Find the, the newcomer. And make it happen. Become a fisher of men. Become a fisher of men. And your message is going to be your lure. And the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous is your tackle box. Get to work and carry a message. And have some fun in recovery. Have some fun in recovery. And the joy of watching another human being miraculously transform and recover right in front of you is, is an experience you must not miss. Have a great day. Email me, tobyc at ihubradio.com. Coming live to you from lovely downtown Palm Springs, California. In this moment, take care. God bless. Enjoy our message here on In This Moment with Toby C. Then please visit us at itmtoby.com. 